Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. Check out the video version to see us and everything we talk about by visiting youtube.com slash Thanks for listening! Friends, to episode 14 of Up the Waterfall podcast. Thanks. With your hosts, Zana and Scott Otis. Hello. Where we take a journey up the waterfall of Disney parks, history, facts, and nostalgia with a present day twist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today. As always, please keep your hands and arms inside the tram at all times. And let's enjoy the ride. Indeed. And that little intro is a <laughs> hint as to what our topic is, although you probably oh. know having pressed play on some form or another of this show. But we are talking today about the Di- current Disney Hollywood Studios, That's formerly right. Disney MGM Studios, which is the main component of our memories, I believe. It is. And things that we miss about that once... Mm magical park it was a fun time (laughs) it was and i've told you this already but i will say it again my role here today is basically to spout off my (laughs) nostalgic memories of things that may or may not be historically correct and you get to correct my nomenclature that I may have forgotten or well, what was actually happening or when it was happening. I'll do my best, but I know that you absolutely have things to contribute. Well, yeah. I mean, and major things. I, mean, yeah. I just don't know uh, how It's not more than be. just nostalgia, <laughs> I guess is what I mean. But this was a major time for you to be going to the parks like all the oh, time, yeah. when, uh, right around when this opened, because that's when you moved down here and started working. Yes, other, right than, other than Animal Kingdom, which I was there the day of its opening, this is the one park that I was there the closest to the, its opening, which was, you know, it opened in May, May 1st, 1989, and my first visit there was May of 1990. So oh, a full okay. year, but uh, but starting in I May of 1990, <laughs> I was going like every day for three years. Yeah, that's so. crazy. Well, yeah. this time frame of my life was not me visiting the parks all the time because it was in 1987, uh, let's see. No, I guess it was before, yeah, 87. <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, we moved from Ocala to Lynchburg, Virginia mm. for some reason. I have no idea why. We sold our homemade ice cream shop that was named (laughs) after me. My parents like to move around a lot. Um, And moved there to open a restaurant, which we opened in Appomattox, Virginia, where the Civil War ended. That's right. But it was still going on in some places. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so they had a little country restaurant, and they expanded from doing just ice cream to doing like a full restaurant so anyway we did not you know it wasn't like an hour away anymore right you were taking occasional trips right i'm pretty sure we still went there every summer that we were up there right um so in the summer of 89 we went for the first time and my father was a very big like old hollywood buff and fan Um, He loved old movies. He loved old musicals. He loved Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and that whole thing. So 
going to the park with him was really, you know, a treat if you were Aww. into that kind of thing, because, which I was. <laughs> that because, sounds you very know, cool. It was, yeah. it was fun to hear like, oh, this is from this. And he would hear the background music yeah. and know what movies they were from. And it was really fun to see all the little details and things like that. And of course, I had never been to Hollywood and I wasn't really into old movies. I still haven't seen a lot of old movies, but everyone I have seen for the most part, I really <laughs> liked and I think I there's should watch really more of some, these. Yeah, there's some really good, some good stuff <clears> out there that I need to show you. And I'm, I actually grew up close to Hollywood in Southern California, but even though I was in Orange County growing up, we never actually ventured over to Hollywood. So I was probably just as distant from Hollywood as mm. you were. Uh, I never went to any of the, the backstage tours or yeah. anything like that uh, growing up there, even though I probably should have, Weird. but I never did. Hmm. I guess I was stuck going to Disneyland all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, and as you know, I love to always say this, the Disney MGM Studios Park was, as Michael Eisner called it, the Hollywood that always was and never yeah. will be. Um, which is still on the plaque. Yeah, I know. That was the idea of this park. It, his original intent was to have it be an extra pavilion in Epcot. But then they thought, well, there's certainly a lot more room to expand. A lot, you know, people just did not really know about all the, you know, the backstage stuff about the making of movies and television and all that like we do uh, now. Yeah. Um, so all of that was a relatively new concept. So, you know, this certainly had the bearings to be a full park and what which is what they did yeah and they certainly intended it to be a working studio yes they did but that didn't really last t too long but it's also the park that ha has probably been through the most changes of any park by far yeah, if you think definitely. about it the park you know the kind of like when it opened it had the the great movie ride it had the full backstage tour, both the tram portion and the walking portion. It had the animation tour. And then it had the other, oh, yeah, the I twin attractions of Superstar Television and the Monster Sound Show. And those, kind of those five big things, that was the, the bulk of what that park had when it opened. Was Indiana uh, Jones. And, um, yes, <laughs> and of course Indiana Jones. And that yeah. one is still there. But the, all, those other five, in all honesty, are just plain old and not there at all. Yeah anymore so this park has been through the most changes so there's a lot yeah. to look back on it is crazy and yet you know when you walk into the park that part hasn't really changed too That's much true. yeah there's a lot of the buildings that are the same yeah so. and i mean inside the buildings have a lot of them have <laughs> just been recently remodeled of course now there's a starbucks there and they finally took down the hat and we've had that great view of the great movie ride, <laughs> and now the great movie ride is but no more. But the hat more. wasn't there when the when the park opened. No, I know. I'm just saying, like visually, yes, things it have brought it back to its splendor. Yeah. Um, so let's dive. Uh, yeah, so in, we can dive we? right in. But I, as I was saying, like the main portion of the when you first walk in is like you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, exactly. And um, I wrote about this on my blog one time. I've done a few posts on my memories of <laughs> Disney MGM Studios, which we'll link to. Um, yes. I probably need to update some of those. But when we did the D23 Great Scavenger Hunt. Oh, yes. I may be getting the name the, wrong. It was part the of one the and only CD, Walt yeah. Disney World Scavenger Hunt, which took place over, what, three days? Uh, two days. Two days? Yeah, it was two parks per day oh my gosh. over two days. In the middle of... Of summer, the hottest time yeah, of all. Yes. That was 
crazy town USA and I was still living outside of Tampa at that point so I was like driving Ooh. super early to get there and I did it with um, Nicole my friend Nicole and Shelly and it was kind of crazy. We, we ran into you and your Lou team yes. a few times. Lou and I, yeah, we <laughs> joined forces and um, we did all right. Yeah, we didn't do so well, I don't <laughs> think. I have no memory of how we did. But anyway, my point was in that scavenger hunt, you had to find a lot of very obscure yes. clues and things in all of the parks. And it really, for this um, park especially made me stop and look in all the windows, yes. look at all the signs, and that in Animal Kingdom, which you know I already loved Animal Kingdom as well. But the the detail that was on like New York Street and all those shops, which are now sadly gone, um, was really cool. So, but there's still yeah. some level of yeah. I mean, I do remember a couple of things. First off, uh, kind of doing a tour of both Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard about. The, the buildings that are there and the, the buildings oh, that they were on? all yeah. modeled after in existing Hollywood and the areas. Which, honestly, I never, yeah. ever thought about it is amazing. until I went to California. <laughs> and honestly, when... I mean, I guess I always knew about the Carthay Circle Theater because of the yeah. Snow White history. But I never thought about, like, oh, that's what that's based on yeah. until we went to California and at DCA they had... It's a restaurant there. Right. But what I was like, also going to say is that I also remember do, doing a different tour that sh that um, kind of highlighted all of the kind of the Walt, the mm. Walt Disney hidden kind of tributes to him specifically that were hidden all throughout uh, all of the different places. Yeah. So, um, but so basically the fact is, is that when that park opened, there was, um, you know, it was more than just Disney because Disney wasn't as a traditional Hollywood studio like all of the other you know, like Fox and Universal and and all of them that made a lot of the old vintage movies. In fact, you know, Disney really didn't get into live-action movie-making until 1950. So that's why they kind of brought in MGM as a property um, to to kind of be able to tie in both animation, you know, Disney's bread and butter, if you will, as well as, uh, you know, <coughs> classic old Hollywood films. So that's kind of why they brought the name Disney, you know, MGM Studios in there. And so that's kind of one of the things that uh, I guess we miss, right? Is The fact that it was MGM. I mean, it just rolled off the tongue yeah. <laughs> a lot easier. Um, yeah, like me personally, I don't really have an, uh, any affinity towards MGM in particular. Yeah, it's just what it's it was called. It's not that. It's just the, the name. And so the when they here. changed it to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I thought that was a, a natural fit because yeah. um, basically it tied in, you know, Hollywood with Disney. Yeah, but now it doesn't really make much sense. It's kind of in flux. Yes. We'll get to that later, I suppose. <laughs> um, but you, I, you do you want to just like run into what we miss or go over specific attractions that aren't there anymore? We can uh, how jump about into uh, the... you start? Well, okay. We can go to the other side of Echo Lake where Superstar mm. Television and Monster Sound Show were. I love those. I went to those all the time. Yeah, they really were super fun. I'm sure we can dig up some photos for Christian to put in <laughs> on the show or a video clip or two. You can check YouTube probably. Um, but basically what that show was, in keeping with the theme of you know Hollywood and making movies, this was how television was made. So right. they had little sets set up on the stage which where 
American Idol used to be and now is the Frozen sing-along, I guess. <laughs> um, yep. And the cameras were on stage and everything because they would film something and they would pick people from the audience yeah. to do the different And they picked skits. a lot of people, probably as many as 30 different people in the pre-show they picked yeah. uh, to do different uh, roles. And there was a like a soap opera scene mm-hmm. and... Uh, Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, That's you would right. be pretending to be on with him. And and there was Dave Letterman on The Late Show. Oh, the okay, Dave Letterman. And that. then the Lucy, I Love Lucy there scene. Love Lucy. There was Cheers. Cheers. There was, um, there was also some news. Um, oh, yeah, some just news, some sports thing. and things like that. Yeah, uh, so if you Golden were... Girls, too. Oh, yeah, Golden Girls. That's <laughs> right. So if you were there with your family and someone from your group got picked, you got to watch them on TV and That's they would right. show you on the monitors what it actually looked like yeah. so it looked like they were acting with the people and my dad was picked one time to Aww. do the soap opera th- I'm pretty sure it was a soap opera thing he, all I know is he wore, wore a trench coat and like a fedora <laughs> hat and he had to like take the hat off and that was I probably a fun memory yeah it was very fun I was actually chosen a couple of times myself I the I'm thing sure. that I had done was the <laughs> Dave Letterman portion where, where they were kind of I'm sorry there was a couple of things not just the Dave Letterman where they were just asking people to push things off of a tall building which is kind of one of his ah. sticks but uh, there was also the when they were um, doing the news part where they were showing the moon landing and they were having Neil Armstrong say his you know his famous mm. speech oh yeah that's one giant that. step for man you know, and I, my job was to actually, pre, you know, to be a cue card guy holding it for right, Neil right, Armstrong right. to read and accidentally getting into the shot <laughs> and like realizing, oh, I'm I not can supposed picture to be you doing this. that in my head and yes. the face that you made. <laughs> I, it was fun. Good times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a fun yeah, situation. Was, if you think about just even the cast members that were there, what they. You know, they were basically kind of corralling all of these extras <clears throat> and t- telling them, you know, all of the things that they needed to do to make it entertaining for the guests. You know, basically dressing them and putting them in in their outfits and kind of like where to look and uh, and all of this. And they had to do this for like three different cameras. Yeah. That were basically it was just a nonstop thing, and so uh, it was just uh, r- something that's completely different than what they have uh, at the park. Yeah, now. I don't know that they could do that it's that would be like a severe time drainer i'm sure on the <laughs> yes people doing the accounting but for it was the parks. fun it was a fun show both to be in and also to to view and then next door to that which what is i think they there have like now? path to the jedi okay. or, or something like that some star wars thing this is also where they had the drew carey oh yeah uh, sounds dangerous sounds dangerous show. terrible sorry <laughs> Yeah, that that's was not really one well, of the before that, that it was Monster Sound Show, Monster which was a very funny, um, hosted by Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Or right. It, it actually starred um, Martin Short and Chevy Chase in kind of like a, an old kind of like a Frankenstein-y kind of a little movie. Yeah. It was actually, there was a pre-show that actually had David Letterman and the, and Jimmy McDonald, which was the old Foley artist from the Disney oh, Studios right. who actually voiced Mickey Mouse after Walt. Um, it was kind of a segment that uh, Letterman had on his show, on his late night show. But then they went in and, yeah, I, I don't if remember if it was hosted by a Martin Short and Chevy Chase, I but it actually had the movie. I they how to do the sounds because yeah, there then were, you recreated Yeah, there were them. cast members in there that basically had um, – 
once again picked four people from the studio or from the audience to do all of the different Foley effects, all of the different sound effects for this movie that they had. And so they played the movie, and while that was playing, they showed, um, they were basically explaining, okay, so now we, you guys are going to have to make all of these sounds. And so then they played it again with without the sound and actually with all of the people making you know attempting yeah. to make those sounds and I think they did it in such a way that it there would be a lot of comic uh, comical results yeah, because, because it never there's no way properly. that they could possibly <laughs> line it up yeah and so like a so like a bookshelf would come crashing down yeah. and of course they kind of signaled them a little bit too late right. so it wouldn't quite line up mm-hmm. and all of that comedy um, gold yeah and so then they played it back um the movie with the sound with effects the that effect. that they did and it was hilarious. And then actually the, the <laughs> audience even got to participate in one of the sound effects, which affected the ending of the show. Oh. That's I right. I remember that. So but that was a fun show. And then you got to go out and listen to the little weird sound effect yeah. uh, headphones in those little Yeah, booths. it actually had one of those um, kind of the little sound booths that they now have over at Animal Kingdom. Which they Rafiki don't anymore. Oh, that's right. Because... When we went there for the Lion King celebration, it was just the drawing thing okay. now, the Animation Academy. Well, anyway. You couldn't even get over to that section. This was the beginning of those sound booths that had the super ultra um, surround sound where you'd put on a little headphones and they would kind of do a thing where you were going to essentially meet the big cheese, Mickey Mouse. And basically it was like your day at the, at the studio. Blocked all and of you that. You got a haircut, and you could hear the system. Oh yeah, coming. it was basically pre ASMR yeah. technology. Yeah, so, but it was it was quite amazing. Uh, but then they also had uh, different booths where you could uh, try to simulate sound effects for yourself uh, from existing Disney cartoons and Roger Rabbit cartoons mm-hmm. and things like that. So a lot of fun, fun Foley fun. Yes, <laughs> that was fun. Foley effects. <laughs> Um, then if we could jump across Echo Lake Ooh, and go, it. I guess we could do the animation tour if uh-huh. you want to do that, which is now... That's way over on the other side, but yeah. Launch Bay. <laughs> Star Wars Lunch. Oh, I'm saving launch great bay. movie ride. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I gr- <laughs> greatly miss this walkthrough because I think even when the Florida animation studio closed, it was still a great place to see the process of animation, basically like a little animation museum, if you will. And you could always see like concept art for what was coming next. And then at the end they added like meet and greets in there. So it really made sense still. Yeah. That was a, that was probably my favorite uh, kind of the whole animation tour. It started by, uh, you going into a theater and you're seeing kind of this how you know the history of Disney animation and all of that, and and then it and then there was a by whole Robin Williams. That's right, and Robin Walter Cronkat. Meow 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 meow. That's right. You can see that on YouTube with if the, you have no yeah, idea what we're talking with about. With the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. So they turned, they animated Robin Williams into a Lost Boy, which was That's really right. cute. That's right. In a little thing called Return to Neverland. Yeah. Which was then a movie later. That's right. But not with him in it. So anyway, uh, but that, yeah, that was just really a classic thing. And so it, so then you were led um, out of that theater into a, essentially a tour along an actual um, arts, 
I guess where all of the Disney yeah, artists you were, were in a actually hallway and the the animation like desks or whatever were like kind yeah. of below you, but you could still see everything. Yeah. So through windows, you could see the whole process of animation and took you all, through all the different uh, stages, including you know the character animation, background, and in between and effects and, and all that background painting. And so that actually took you, and they actually played you know more snippets of Robin Williams and Walter Cronkite. Um, talking about that and so there were probably three or four different uh, stops along the way and mind you this is a an actual working animation studio at that time because they actually made Brother Bear, Mulan and Lilo and Stitch plus uh, you know the Roger Rabbit cartoons were made there Wow. Um, plus they actually also contributed to scenes from from like Beauty and the Beast and, and Aladdin and things like that, but that you know I mentioned those three movies. They actually did those three movies in full. Yeah. There. So it's quite and amazing. The few, I mean, I went through that many times, and oh, yeah. I was never really. There was a few times where people were actually doing stuff at their desks, but a lot of times there were just desks there, but they were still fun to look at because they all oh, had yeah. super fun things. Oh yeah, little just seeing all the and all the figurines and. Uh, you know, just how they decorated their desks yeah. was fun to look at for me. And then, of course, that ended with um, going into a different theater and seeing kind of like the highlights of Disney animation and, yeah. you know, showing you know, friends and love and tragedy and then yeah. how good triumphs over evil. So it definitely tugged at the heartstrings. Yes. <laughs> I love a good montage film mm. at the end. That's right. So that was fun. Also back there, which I guess are still there, perhaps preserved, they had um, the handprints oh, like they right. had in front of the Great Movie Ride. Of, of yeah, several of the uh, nine old legends. men yeah. there, like uh, Mark Davis and Ward Kimball, Frank yeah, Thomas and, and Ollie Johnston. Animation Courtyard. That's well, right. That was that whole thing was called that. Is it still called that now? Animation I, Courtyard? I think it's called... Lunch Star Bay. Wars area, <laughs> Disney so I'm sure Junior. I'm sure that's all gone by now. <laughs> we don't make it over to that neck of the woods as much as we used to. That's true. Um, that's okay. But also over there, which I don't know if you have this written down. I heard you mention Tutter before, but there in the big blue house was a thing that existed over there. That's right. But before that, I'm just now remembering it was that. Aladdin themed restaurant. It was Do called the that? Soundstage Restaurant. Yeah. Was it Aladdin themed? Um, it was. It was not initially Aladdin thing. It initially was. Well, first off, it actually came off with the movie Big Business of all things, which is a touch wow. an old Touchstone film with uh, Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Yeah. But I uh, actually saw that. Then they quickly uh, changed it to it was um, Beauty and the Beast and like Aladdin. Half, yeah, half and half. Okay. And I can't remember if the Little Mermaid was involved. No, I don't in that, think so. I, I think, think it was, it was just the two. Twos. Yeah, two of those. And then it kind of evolved often yeah. over the, over the course. And at one point, it did become all Aladdin. That should be a good defunct land episode. Yeah, and that was ideas, really <laughs> that's actually where the camels that are now in front yeah. in the in the Magic Kingdom where the Aladdin's flying carpets are. That's where those camels originally came from. The spitting Fun camels. Fact. Well, actually, originally they came from the parade. Yes, that was the Aladdin parade that came. So, but we'll talk about that uh, later. <laughs> I'm probably getting way ahead of myself. I know. We have to. It's turning into a three-hour thing. Yes. Um, but actually, when it was soundstage. 
restaurant and it had the catwalk bar that's right upstairs do you remember that you i probably do remember didn't go there because i you don't drink i don't drink so i actually never really made it up that there, was but where i had familiar. my first alcoholic beverage oh. on walt disney world property wow not my first one ever because i lived in boston at the time so. <laughs> um but yeah so that was a fun memory and no one ever knows where that is when i so. yeah i mean i know kind of um there's the little stairway by the yeah. uh well, now it's like Club 33 is up there now. Oh, gosh. Things have totally evolved so much. But. Yeah. So after the Aladdin thing, which I guess was like a character dinner, probably. I never went to it, but we did walk in there before to see that it was like half Aladdin and half Beauty and the Beast. I'm assuming it was a character dinner. I actually don't remember if it was if they had character. I, I think it was just themed that way more. and that they just had, I think it was just a, a quick service restaurant. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, then it closed down and became, was it Disney there was Junior Mickey's already? Mickey's Playhouse. Oh, Mickey's Playhouse. Yeah, they okay. had Mickey's Playhouse. And, well, actually, I think that's when they even had the Bear in the Big Blue House. I can't remember the exact order, but then it became the, the Playhouse Disney. Playhouse Disney, so, yeah. yes. Uh, Bear in the Big Blue House was big with my now adult children back when it came yeah, out. So we did, did attend go, that show. Yeah, I didn't go too many times, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun with all those things and then it, it was fun. constantly changing and then we kind of stopped going to that because they got older and then Aww. I honestly don't know if Gio ever went to one because well. at that point I was like I'm not doing these shows anymore <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry there, Gio there's only so much that adults could handle, handle uh, in those because they were really uh, geared towards very very young children oh look here's the camels this is on Walt Dated World Okay. Uh, so the camels were outside of the restaurant, and they right. had like, uh, I think it was a breakfast okay. situation. But anyway, so that, I do remember that, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But they also had, I, you know, I have to tell you something. I'm listening. You know, you remember the voyage <laughs> of the Little Mermaid, and I know that we can get to what what was there before. And we'll do that with Here Come the Muppets. And oh, it was right. even th- yes. you know, part of the, um, the the tour. But we'll get to that. But i got to tell you something about Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Okay. In the past 20 or so years that it's been there, it has been severely cut in length. Both the show has probably been cut in half. Oh, and the pre-show, yeah. But the pre-show has been completely, uh, it's been c- cut entirely. Yeah. But they used to have this wonderful pre-show where you would walk in there and there would be all these nautical things all over the wall. And there was a whole pre-show where a lot of them would light up and come mm-hmm. basically have like all of these magical effects yeah. that would take place where it was almost kind of haunted. Like I remember there was a like a, a, a ship in a bottle with like a whale that would come to life in mm-hmm. kind of the whole pre-show. And I just... I needed to to mention that because that's <laughs> something that a lot of people don't know about. And yeah, I'd I, forgotten about it till you said that. And I, I wish they had not cut that. And also, you know, the whole show being kind of sliced in half over the course of the years. Yeah, it's I can't remember the last time I went to that. Honestly, yeah, it because used to be quite excellent <laughs> of that. But anyway, uh, but, but it's still that, there. Yeah, now, in I don't. Some th- form. I'm <laughs> I'm sure that it cannot be much long lived, because I there's got to be something else coming. Especially well, they with could th- update it even. Yeah, they could. 
But uh, anyway, before that, in that space where the Voyage of the Little Mermaid is now, there used to be Here Come the Muppets. Yes. Which was a, a kind of like one of the very first Muppet shows, even before the Muppet Vision 3D was there. They actually had a, a stage show with Muppets that were... Were they Huge. The, yeah, they weren't just the little ra- tiny Muppets that you know. They yeah. were basically like human-sized Kermits and Miss Piggies and all that. And that was very odd. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the monorail coming crashing through the wall at one point because I think that was driven by animal, mm. of all things. Uh, <laughs> I remember Lily Tomlin was with there in her little uh, kind of crazy, um, the phone operator character that she plays. Oh, yeah. The one ringy dingy thing. Yes. <laughs> wow. But you remember that one? I do. I actually did go to that um, in 1991. My senior year of high school mm-hmm. um every year my high school did a senior trip to cancun okay. but there was a group of us drama kids that were like we don't want to go to cancun we want to <laughs> go to disney world and so we started the first ever wow. senior trip to disney Fun. <laughs> and my mom was one of the chaperones because she's like you're not going to disney without me um oh, there you go so yeah, we saw it during that time, and I took a million pictures. That would have been at the very of end of its good. life because in that same year, that's when the Muppet Vision 3D opened. Oh, and I just happened to be there. Maybe it was a trip before that. Then I, I don't know. I did. I mean, it was it was that first couple of years. So yeah. Was, and my first visit was in 1990, so it had to have been either 90 or 91. Mm. So. But well, yeah. yeah, it was a fun thing. But then, I mean, I think my favorite thing to do was the backstage tour back lot yeah it used to be a big honking thing yeah and i had no problem committing to it yeah ever. it was like a two hours <laughs> like a tour that it they actually combined the the tram with the walking yeah and they would have part. signs up warning you and people yeah, announcing where that there's going to be no bathroom breaks and all they did stuff. have bathrooms in between the two but yeah but but yeah there would be long stretches <laughs> Where you were either on a tram or or on a walking tour, yeah, and yeah, there were some really fun things in that. I remember the, um, what was it called? The, the oh, the props studio, the props warehouse. You remember? Yes, that? I Where do. They had just it, it was a portion of the walking tour, but it was you, kind of just like the queue getting to somewhere, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, the queue was kind of going it it. Well, it didn't just stop in there. I'm, I'm sorry, it didn't just walk through there, but it did stop at one point. They pointed a few things out, oh. but because um, it evolved. I'm thinking of when the walking tour was no more. I guess right. And it did evolve through. over the course of its lifetime, but there was a part where you did walk in there, and it was kind of square in shape, and so all of the audience would be in um, basically in various places throughout and if you just kind of looked up in the rafters you might be able to see a prop from like an indiana jones movie or an old uh, disney film or things like that it was, it was just f- chock full of props which part was first in the original thing the uh, walking the original tour was or actually the... the tram tour okay i mean that was my preferred thing because yes. i liked driving around so i guess we should stuff. talk about it in that <laughs> order because back in those days Thing, places like the New York Street yeah. were not accessible. They were no. part of the backstage parts. You and used to do, you would get on, I mean, you can probably do the. Yeah, they actually, the, even the places where, even the, the load and unload places of the trams has changed yeah. probably 
10 times over the course of its lifetime. But basically you would get on and then it would start right away in the like costume building or something, wouldn't it? Or no? I don't remember if it's... Yeah, I think that was pretty early on. Because yeah, you would go, you would go around tunnel. and say, like, this is the nursery or whatever. Mm-hmm. They called it something else. I forget what. Where they had, like, topiaries, and they're like, they're yep. grooming trees to put in things. And then you would make that U-turn. Yeah. They'd have the miniature earful tower mm-hmm. that you would see made Very out of miniature. topiary. <laughs> and then you would go through the costume warehouse. Which um, was a long tunnel that yeah. actually went through the actual costuming building. And you would see costumes and people yeah. working on costumes and it was a big warehouse with windows and then oh, yeah. e- also in between the sections there would be like displays with whatever yeah. the th- movie du jour remember, was like, like the dick tracy madonna costumes yeah, I remember, and stuff. Uh, uh, julie roberts pretty woman yeah. dress and you know like the Whoopi goldberg's uh, sister act mm-hmm. you know habit and then you would get to the um, props warehouse and the central mm-hmm. shops also. That's right, where they would it, build lots of the big things. At one point, I don't remember which part it was, but there would be on the right-hand side the plane from Passenger 57. That's right. Um, that they would use, and you could see the seats in there, and I guess there was probably other props that yeah, you could and see. And I should say, even before the, the plane that they had there, they actually had the millinery was actually on the on that site as well, where they did hats. Oh, <laughs> was like, uh, it, which is part of the costuming yeah. uh, building. They actually hmm. had the milliners on that side. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, they weren't there too often, but hmm. but that's where they did their Fun. hat making skills. There was never anything major going on in the central shops thing. I guess because they were probably working at the one over in Magic Kingdom or near Magic Kingdom to do like real stuff no they, every now that and then was, there that would was be, the real stuff well i never saw anything fun happening oh that's too bad <laughs> but I, it was still I'm fun sure to drive have. through yeah and so then you would go and s- start to see like the boneyard of right. old vehicles and, uh, and spaceships. i remember that like they had a lot of the um Vehicles from India, you know, the third Indiana Jones movie in the Last Crusade. Yes, was there a lot of Dick Tracy vehicles? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, and the flight of the Navigator. Oh yes, thing. the pod from that. That was fun. Oh, um, yeah. And then of course that went to, and actually I should say before that uh, you could see the back of the, the neighborhood, the. Oh, did I skip the whole neighborhood Yeah, I thing? forgot. The whole Yeah, that's true. You would drive down street. Residential Street after the warehouses. Wow. A Residential Street, that? just for those of you who didn't know, there <sighs> were, I believe, seven houses that were built there in various styles um, of architecture that were actually used in the exterior shots of various programs like um, Golden Girls and Golden Empty Girls Nest. House, the Empty Nest House, which was the spin-off of Golden Girls. That's right. They had the Alice's in Adventures in Wonderland Which was house. a Disney Channel TV show. And that one had like the Frisbee on the top of the <laughs> roof. And then there was also the one from Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah. A movie from 1990 or 1991, something yeah. like that. So they were on both sides of the street and yeah. they had full, you know, front lawns and, and so everything was looked just like a residential and, street. Yeah. And then, so you would make that turn to the boneyard to see the vehicles and stuff, and then they would say, "By the way, those houses you looked at—they're not real. <laughs> yeah. They're just facades." And there would just be nothing behind them. And everybody's mind would be completely blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was back before we just, you know, back in the days when we did not. We were young know. and innocent and yes. didn't know how things worked. There was no behind the scenes anything. Yeah, none of that <laughs> stuff existed. YouTube didn't exist. Yeah, DVD extras <laughs> did not exist. Um, and then of course, wait. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, I don't think No, I guess not, because it does Catastrophe, Catastrophe Canyon. Canyon. So when it first opened, thing. your driver, a live human, was telling you that we couldn't get in to see it because yeah. they were filming today. And then he's like, oh, we got clearance. We can go through. That's They're on right. a break. And so you would drive through to the Catastrophe Canyon thing. And then... And we'd have to be extra careful because, you know, this is a live set and, you know, we don't want to touch them because they're just on break. So they're going to be back at any minute. Yeah. And then, like, the bridge you were on would start to shake. Yeah, and then, like, wait, what's going on? I think you would hear action, right? Yeah. You'd hear action you'd hear and, the, and the action. Clapping, so, like, wait a minute. Board. They're not on break. They're actually filming and we're stuck here. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, they really played up that it was really happening. Oh, and, yeah. oh, my gosh, now we have no control over what's going on. And, of course, there was, like, uh, an oil train. Uh, well, I can't An speak. oil rigger. Or <laughs> an, an oil, oil tanker rig. thing oh, truck um, caught on fire. And f- kind of slipped and almost yeah. fell onto us. Yeah, and so then there was flames coming on this side and flames coming on this side. And it w- they were really hot. Like, I oh, remember yeah. being like, oh, singe your eyebrows. And then water came from somewhere Giant and there was like waterfalls, a deluge yeah, would come from both in front of us and kind of behind us and yeah, kind of over, over us and if you were in the right seat you would actually get kind of wet you would but so. the fire got put out and that's then right. they were like and cut or whatever that's right and then like people would be like let's get out of here before anything else happens and then they would be like actually this is you know we a working planned set. all of this and then they would tell you like the air cannons could blow a basketball over the top of the Empire State Building right. and stuff like that. And it often did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but towards the end of its life, they kind of just would drive through yeah. and not really even say, yeah. keep up any pretense that anything was actually yeah, coming. As you were leaving, originally, you would then pass by the next tram and you were urged to oh, that's you know, right. keep like, it down. Don't, you know? don't tell them what's going to happen. Yeah. But then uh, the tram would then go on New York Street and and all of well, that. Well, in the beginning, it did that circle around Washington, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Washington, Washington Square. Square where that had the arches. And that would be the end. It would stop right there. Mm-hmm. And then soon after that, it would go down New York Street and there was a whole Dick Tracy situation oh, yeah. happening. That's right. When they painted the buildings in that very unique style. Yeah. Uh, the Dick Tracy style. And there was like uh, Dick Tracy cars going by and mm-hmm. like people shooting at each other. And yep. you're like, oh no, we got to get him. And then you were safe or something. I love that movie. Not a lot of people <laughs> did, but I did. Um, and I don't remember where you ended up after going down but New York Street. They also had... The Bulldog Cafe oh, right. from The Rocketeer. At the end of Residential Street. Which this is my shirt if you're watching on YouTube. <clears throat> from the, what is it, 25th anniversary of I The Rocketeer? Remember. It says it on my sleeve. Um, 20th. 20th. Oh, there you go. <laughs> At the end of Residential Street, they had a, it was not what they used in the movie. It was just like a makeshift thing that they, because you could see it from driving by like it did not last a long time it was like falling apart very yeah. quickly but if you've seen the movie the rocketeer it looked like the bulldog cafe yeah. i and think it was, it was the fun... exterior 
But it was not the interior. Oh, they well, used it for that. In transport, it yeah. got damaged. And living in Florida, I think. Absolutely. It did but not But it was fun because long. it was a, you know, in that kind of California crazy architecture yeah. style. It was a cafe shaped like a bulldog smoking a pipe. Yeah. So that was fun. Fun times. And yeah. linking to the Rocketeer, which had a lot of nods in oh, yeah. Disney MGM Studios. We'll get to Still some has of those. a few there now. But let's for now, let's stay on the tour. So, yeah, I don't remember where you ended up if you went down. They had a special exit that was kind of near the props warehouse. Okay. Which is kind of like, um, it's actually, they actually um, took you to that place where um, they had the special effects. Not oh, special, uh, the, right. the crazy effects like you might find at Toontown at Disneyland. With oh, the, those know, things. With and the, the laughing. Yeah, the laughing the Acme Warehouse, I guess it was, yeah. is what it was, which was a thing from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They had the dip mobile. Yeah. And they had all of those. Because um, you would drive by that. And yeah, then the you boxes could go with out all and the crazy props. Yeah. And then they. That was kind of like a, a basically in between the, the tram portion and the walking portion. Yeah. You could because you could take a break and then hop back on, I guess. Not No, you. Th- that's where you'd begin the walking tour. Yeah, I mean, back on the oh, tour. Not like on the tram okay <laughs> <laughs> but also in that area they had the splash fountain yes which i guess is gone right it's gone <laughs> that's sad it is. i like still that still exists in my head until i actually get to the park and i'm like oh wait it's not just a no, fountain this. that splashes it's a fountain from the movie splash yes. with a mermaid with tom hanks so there you go tom hanks took a, a bath in that fountain that's right no i'm just or, i think it was daryl hannah but yeah. Well, I meant the one in studios. <laughs> Medicine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're getting distracted. So the walking tour then took you to the Inside the Magic, not the website, the tour, yeah. which showed you all of the special, latest technology special effects of the time. Oh, yeah. The late 80s and early 90s, which had things like green screen and blue screen technology. And also that outside water Oh, yeah, the special effects tank. The special effects tank. Which that stayed even when the inside part closed down for a long time. Um, Yeah, I got to be with the volunteer at that one time and got water splashed all over me of the little tugboat captain. I know someone that worked there (laughs) back in the day. Uh, I never volunteered because I did not want to get soaked, but it was fun to watch. It was. And they would... You know, pretend that you were just going to get a little wet, and then they would dump a whole bucket they, of yeah, water on you. Yeah, they would have you. all of these crazy splash cannons. Yeah, that did the thing. but it really was. They really did show you also how they do or did like special effects yeah. water things, like making a miniature ship look like it was a real ship That's on right. the, I the ocean, they and how they that for did the it. War and Remembrance or Winds of War. It was kind of like a two-part mini-series. Oh. <laughs> back in those days. So I'm not a war movie fan. So. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Whether they actually did those techniques or not. They knows. did. But I don't think they did. They don't think they filmed them there. But no. That's okay. Um, but then that took you to the prop warehouse, yes. which I had earlier mentioned. Yeah. So the first one, I think, had like all of the... I forget which one had the B in it, but one of them was yeah, the, the next one had the. Okay, B. so the first one was like the miniatures, I believe, where mm-hmm. it would show you a lot of Dick Tracy stuff and how mm-hmm. um, they filmed things 
in miniature that looked real. And using matte paintings as and well. And matte paintings, yes. yes. And things like, um, they showed that scene, the train scene from yes, Dick Tracy. that's right. With the famous where, Peter Ellen Shaw backgrounds. Yeah, and it looks like he's going to get hit by the train, but then he doesn't. That's but right. he was never in danger to begin with. I know. And you would be up on sort of like a catwalk mm -hmm. going ramp going around all of the things. And in those rooms, they had a ton of other props and just things strewn about to look at. So there was never, you know. Yeah, I like to be able to go to, to different ways and yeah. kind of see if I could spot different things. I have some of the Dick Tracy uh, casino chips Ooh. from that room. Interesting. <laughs> Not sure how that happened, but okay. I cannot reveal my sources. <laughs> uh, and then the next room would take you to the, I don't remember if it was blue or green screen at the time. It was blue. Blue screen. And you yeah. would, there was a giant bee on there, and they would then take audience yes, volunteers. that was from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. And reenact that scene and show you how you looked like you're flying on mm -hmm. a giant bee, or you're tiny. Blue. <laughs> And then you went into... And that, yeah, you actually went a little bit higher and you got to see the things that were being, whatever was being filmed in those ah, yes, in the the three sound stages. Sound stages. You don't believe me. I should have done research beforehand. I'm not going to look it up now, but Wheel of Fortune did film there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was something you didn't believe me on. I can't remember if it was that or... I don't know. Might have been that, but I do know that it was there. They I know did, they had uh, Star, Search Star Search there. Yeah, I, uh, they had. Um, well, anyway, they had they let's had a lot make of stuff. a deal. Oh yeah, they did. Which specific I actually, things actually filmed yeah, there. Yeah, and I actually, I was in that once, and I got to play a fireman, and I won ten dollars. Wow, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Very <laughs> it was crazy. on one of, one of my days off, but uh, yeah, dressed like a fireman. And then later, of course, that turned into the who wants to be a millionaire thing, which That's I literally right. never went into. Not only did I make the hot seat because I had the fastest finger, <laughs> but I got uh, I got 13 of the 15 questions right. What did you win? I won a medallion. Oh, did they, they not give away like real money? They no, they would have given away a cruise. Oh, had I won the whole thing. But newly. Uh, formed Disney Cruise Yes, line. on question 14, I got to phone a complete stranger. Where they had a phone set up on the street <laughs> outside. <laughs> and it was funny. one that I was, it was definitely, it was about Greek mythology. Mm. And I had to ask a complete stranger about it, and I had no clue. And I missed it. I My family was there, and they either. got to witness the whole thing. Yes. Wow. A lot of fun. I'd never wanted to do it because I did not think I could perform under pressure. Yeah, like I was. Whether or I not was expecting. To I just did go well like watching the show, but uh, I actually did pretty good. Wow. Well, someday <clears throat> you'll get on Jeopardy, and it'll be great. I'm hoping. <laughs> um, but <laughs> back in the day, it was all of those things, and you could just walk by and see them through the top yeah. of the window, and then you would go through the sound effects um, section, which was hosted by. Oh. Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson and, and Pee, Pee Wee Herman. Herman. That's right. Who later became problematic, and that was closed down. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was always fun because you got to hear, you know, I guess Mel Gibson was chosen because of Pocahontas at the time. Mm -hmm. And Pee Wee Herman had probably <laughs> recently done the Star Tours voice of Captain Rex. Yeah. 
Um, and it just has a fun voice in general. He was also so. in the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's right. At the end, they used to have those, like, jack head maquettes. I was really into Nightmare Before Christmas. So whatever <laughs> year that was that that came out, I guess 94. Yeah, but um, uh, all of that happened before then. So yeah. it was, you know, so it was not from that. <laughs> well, they take a long time to make I think it was just because it, it was just his playhouse. It's probably, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm, maybe. We'll never know. Anyway, mm. you walked through that, and then at the end of that, mm. you got to see the lottery movie. That was just standing up and well, watching that, yeah. right? Yeah, you got to go through the, yeah, they showed that. They showed um, the lottery movie, which you can see on YouTube, I believe. They should with Bette Midler. Add it to Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. A very short film filmed at... On filmed New York Street right. in Disney MGM Studios. And you saw the film. It was funny, great, whatever. Then you go mm. through the doors and you see like this whole crazy set yeah. with, thing with that you can walk through. With basically tons of the props yeah. that were all throughout there. And you it, it had a, like a little catwalk that went all the way through it. And you, yeah, because you had to get back down because yeah. you had gone up this whole time on those various ramps. That's right. And that was really fun. You and got to see the had, giant pigeon statue that mm -hmm. they had. Sorry, that's a no, spoiler. I was just going to say they uh, they did change that over the course of the yes. time. They had so like the 101, 101 Dalmatians, Dalmatians Narnia was in there, a couple of well, other things. The Narnia thing was different, I believe, oh, in right. that that was where One Man's Dream it was, was adjacent to that, next to that, and that was just like a walk through from the ground, like you right. didn't have to climb anywhere or do anything. It was interesting. It was, but, and that's what I remember when I we did our Epcot future future <laughs> of epcot episode i said that that's what i think the mary poppins thing is going to be like a sort of walk through mary poppins experience mm, who knows if i'm right or not i'm sure i'm not but it would be fun to me i did like walking in that and seeing all the snow and the little yes. lampposts but it was kind of a letdown outside of that there wasn't really too much else going on in there that's okay anyway but anyway at the end so that actually the lottery actually led then into the sound effects booth oh. thing, which then led into the the this final theater. <laughs> then, th which is the final theater, which has that uh, the fun intro uh, with Michael Eisner and oh, Mickey yeah. Mouse going to the basically going to see the dailies, the daily theater, basically showing uh, what was kind of filmed that day. But what they actually showed was kind of like coming movies that were mm. going to be in theaters soon. And, but it had that fun uh, intro show that that they had there um, with Chernabog and all that. Oh, yeah. Remember wow. that? I had blocked that out as well. And Roger Rabbit, of course, being crazy. Yes. But that was always fun. because, And that's basically where the Walt Disney Theater is yeah. now. Um, Which is crazy to think about. That's yeah. where you ended up. Yeah. And then over time, when they basically did away with the walking tour you ended up when the trams dropped you off they built that afi showcase right. museum thing right. that's right <laughs> and yeah. gift shop and that was that was interesting because yeah. they always had fun movie props there yeah and they changed them out every now and then that's so right. you had a reason to go back and see things and that's where i saw all the nightmare before christmas not all of them but they had a whole <laughs> section of like the town mm -hmm. um and then they had a whole case of like 300 jack heads with all right. these different expressions 
And I thought it was cool because I liked Nightmare Before Christmas back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, that finishes up the back lot and walking tours, Mm -hmm. I believe. And, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that that whole area, Residential Street, New York Street, was the ground for the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights (laughs) which it should be um noted that that actually originated on residential street do you remember that yes i said residential street oh i'm sorry (laughs) you were writing i was writing that basically uh, what i meant was it evolved from residential street to kind of what most people remember is new york street yes but i do remember uh that happening um that was interesting because you actually got to walk on a thing that previously was a forbidden zone that, you know, you could only t- uh, take the tram. But they, I, I believe they did have to close it up, you know, to to dress it up for the, the lights. But um, that was very interesting. It essentially had all of those houses. That yeah, we, and you could walk through them and they had the snow going, the snow machines were all down yes. the street. And then you could see the yards were all decorated and they would have like the bikes that were <laughs> strewn around on the grass. Yeah, that was had when they only had like them. one million lights <laughs> before, you know, before they yeah. upped it to like <clears throat> 10 million or whatever. That was, but that was great. And I guess it, it, it was before they were dancing, really, because originally yeah, yeah. it was just the Osborne family. Yeah, they only had the dancing lights on New York Street. I don't even know what it was originally called. It was just the Osborne Festival of Lights. Festival of Lights. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it became dancing. That's right. And on spectacle. But the thing is, because of where it was on Residential Street, it really did take quite a bit of walking to get to oh, that yeah. to, to place, to go all the way all, all along Residential Street. Because that area was not really close to a, a front stage area. No. It was all very backstage. But it was, you know, having seen it both on Residential Street and then on New York, uh, you know, Street, that was, you know, just to see the evolution of that was yeah. Pretty and then neat. they later added that like California San Francisco area yes. with that matte painting that made it look like it was going up yeah. a hill. So they had that whole section to do. Um, yeah, I think they had, at one <laughs> point had New York, Chicago, uh, San Francisco. Wow. I think they had basically I didn't know three Chicago was involved. Yeah. Uh, um, when they added San Francisco, I think they also added Chicago. And it got so crowded that they had to make it, you know, like a one-way situation. Yep. They wouldn't let you go in any way but through the Star Tours side of things. Mm-hmm. And that was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was fun and you could shuffle through. A lot of people miss that very dearly. Yeah. But as I was saying on our recent Legoland vlog, there are so many places that do dancing lights now. It's kind of like, I know it's not the same thing, but. That was probably the best of them. Yeah. It was just because there was so much of it. It was kind of a magical thing to walk through. And it was a yearly tradition too. Yeah. So. I have many photos of my tiny children looking up at the snow and very cute. Aw. Good times. (laughs) Um, I guess we can head over to The Great Movie Ride next, perhaps. Ah, The Great Movie Ride. The most recent 
of lost attractions. Honestly, this is one that I thought was the signature attraction of the park. I thought it was untouchable. I don't think you were alone in that sentiment. I think it was a very big shock when that was announced. Yeah. I guess except to the people that knew. It's essentially, (laughs) you know, the signature attraction. It was basically kind of the evolution, not the evolution, basically everything encapsulated into one attraction it was great movies in a ride yeah (laughs) very good point it had your westerns it had your sci-fi your romances and fantasy and all of that all of that all there musicals everything and really i don't think i mean sure surely over time people thought like well they really should update this and they did update the ending montage scene a couple of times um but I think a lot of people wished that they would do a new scene. But in, everyone would always say, well, then what would you take out? Because, yeah, you know. Um, but certainly no one ever thought it would just be gutted. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can be thankful that the building on the outside will stay the same. Yes. Um, and we certainly have many wonderful memories of getting to actually walk through the attraction without got to do that a couple times yeah the ride vehicles going through um which was a very fun experience it was they could hold special events in there you could do like dessert parties and things like that but then i guess d23 did an event as well so and we've been there a handful of times i guess because Mm -hmm. of all those different types of things (laughs) um so yeah, it was really very special to be able to go through yeah. and see that, and to see all the different uh, kind of the the little hidden bits. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite scene was the Indiana Jones scene because yeah. that's one of my all time favorite movies. But uh, just being able to walk through there and kind of see the Ark of the Covenant up close and all of the yes, we took a photo or two hieroglyphics <laughs> and including the hieroglyphics with the hidden Mickey and Donald and the hidden. R2-D2 and C-3PO, all from Lucasfilm. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen the C-3PO one on the ride, and I finally got to see it when we were walking through. That was super cool. (coughs) Uh, We have a few photos we can probably throw up there to share, (laughs) including one with me next to uh, James Cagney. That's right, James Cagney. Which was only one event they let us do that for the other <laughs> events they were like no you cannot stand next to him get down <laughs> my favorite thing of course was you know the differences between the gangster scene and the western scene and basically kind of having the whole the live action aspect to it yeah and it really was unique. having our car uh, abducted from a a movie character yeah and having our driver kind of kicked out to the curb and then either taken over by a gangster a live ac- a live action gangster or a live action westerner. Yeah. And it really did make or break the attraction depending on oh, yeah. what kind of cast member you got. Yeah. You could get a really good one that was super into their role or someone that was just going through the motions. And that's both the gangster westerner and the other driver, yeah. the, the main driver. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> so I very much like like that, and yeah. actually, and I think I preferred having the western scene because I liked it when the bank blew up, yeah, because all fire. that fire exactly coming <laughs> off, yeah. <laughs> Although you know, shooting at the light and saying no more red lights is always fun. That's right. 
We'll see about that, kid. <gasps> what else do you have in your list? Are we going to have to I, break this up into two episodes? Or? I'm thinking based on the amount of time that we're talking, although I don't think this is going to become an Epcot scenario where it's going to be uh I mean, I feel like I'm almost episodes. done. Do you have like a million other I things to I do have a million other things. It'll have to be a Scott-only episode. It won't be a Scott-only episode because I think you'll uh, join me in a lot of these. What else do you have to say? I have a lot of things, (laughs) and I think what you're going to have to do is stay tuned for episode two because that's apparently what's going to happen here because I've got a lot to talk about. I mean, I could just read these off and we could call it Well, we could do that, or (laughs) we could probably stretch this out into a second episode. All right. I guess we'll have to. What do you think, kids? Oh, we're getting the thumbs up from our studio audience. So. It's already been, what, an hour and 50 minutes by this point and <laughs> something like that? I don't think quite that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have some more interesting stories and details. I have my Princess Diana story to tell. Oh my gosh. From her 1993 visit. You know that one. It's on my blog. If you're waiting between episodes, <laughs> you can go read that on Xanaland.com. Oh yes, I do remember it from there. That was back when I watermarked all my photos. I need to find the originals of these photos, I think. Anyway, we thank you for listening to what has now become part one of our... I promise this is only going to be two parts. Great MGM memories ride. Yes. (laughs) And I think we've got a lot more memories because, as I said, I spent a lot of time there. You did, yeah. You haven't gotten into your Rocketeer situations yeah, and all that so i that, guess we do have more yes i will have to but tell this you was about a good overview episodes. of uh most of the park but not all of it i guess i think you some can, of the bigger attractions we've covered but i think there's yeah. a, still a lot more a lot of details and what has been lost along the way perhaps yeah so you can leave us a comment in the oh, meantime yes, and tell us do. what you miss about disney mgm yeah. studios or currently disney's hollywood studios that's right. Or Disney Studios briefly. That's Remember right. when that was a thing? We'll like, get into like that. Like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have not already, you can subscribe to us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can subscribe on YouTube.com slash Xanaland where you can watch place. us look at each other and say, what? You have more to talk about? And me like pulling out my hair and... <laughs> And throwing paper all over the place. Oh my gosh. Dogs and cats living together. (laughs) Um, What else? We thank you again for listening. I said that already. I was going to say also go to Xanaland. Yeah. Where there's all kinds of... I will link the things that they can... The fun blog posts. Read about. And also where you can subscribe to all of these things and and visit all of these places. Leave comments. Let us know what you remember or don't remember. That's Do you right. remember any of these things? Are we all too old and now we're the only ones that remember these? I don't think so. I think if you're listening th- to this, yeah. you probably have an interest in Disney history. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And and know a thing or two or remember a thing or two. Yeah, but maybe there are some fun surprises in here too. Perhaps, but for now we will have to go back down the waterfall, I guess, because we're done. Uh, no, we're going to go back up the waterfall thank you for joining us up the waterfall (laughs) we'll be back next week that's right another waterfall situation (laughs) (laughs) more studios fun (laughs) thanks for listening up the waterfall (laughs) that is absolutely fantastic well it's only part of it 
got a big climatic scene. But how could you top it? Well, we set the place on fire. And we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city. And how can they get out then? Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland.